0: Welcome to the Second Is For Everyone podcast. We welcome all people, regardless of race, gender, political party, sexual orientation, or background, to learn about your Second Amendment civil rights and the many facets of firearms ownership.
1: Welcome. Welcome to the Second Is For Everyone podcast. I'm your host, Sean Fisher, and I'm here with my very best friend, Tony Simon from Black Bag Resources. That's how it's done, loser.
0: Yeet! Episode 66 G Cannon. What's going on? That was Sean Fisher taking over because guess what Tony did today? Tony decided to try Jameson for the first time before the show.
1: <laughs> I love it when you screw up the intro so bad, you kill it.
0: <laughs> it was you
1: hard. Murder it. You killed it.
0: Uh, hello, everyone. And um, if you don't know, I do not drink alcohol on any way, or consistent basis. And I don't think I've I've had ounces of this, and, and it's wrecked to be. Um, I was just on Never Enough Ammo's uh, podcast, where I was self-editing, as if it was on this one. So I'm saying, I, I sound like somebody from the 50s, Carson. <laughs> well, I'll be ding-danged. So anyway. Golly
1: gee willikers.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a horse of a different color. Um, so here I am. And we're talking <laughs> about a lot of different things today. Because over the last week, uh, we actually had a diversity shooting gun for higher range in Woodland Park. And it was amazing. It was awesome. We had a lot of new people. And that was great. But before we even got to that, those sneaky Pete's over at CNJFO (laughs) um, asked me the last diversity shoot, or even the one before that, could they have a few moments to uh, speak to Anthony Calandro in front of the room. And I was like, oh, cool. They're going to do something for Anthony Calandro, owner of Gun For Hire Range, owner, uh, host of Gun For Hire Radio, and the NRE board member who does a lot of great things because he's the tip of the spear of the 2A in New Jersey. I was like, awesome. So Matt get up, gets up there. Who's Matt's the president of CNJFO, correct? Yes. Matt gets up. And, and, and starts talking about the history of their organization and ask Anthony to come up front of the classroom. And then he asked myself, Dan from a New Jersey Consumer Furniture, Sean Fisher, and Nick Wong. And I'm like, why do you need me up here?
1: And, and I was like, Sean who? Yeah, what do you yeah, mean?
0: Sean who? Like, what are we talking about here?
1: Literally. <laughs> and then when he was like you, I said something that was not appropriate for the video, and Nick had to edit that out.
0: Oh, that's what happened? <laughs> yeah, it's like, why why are we up here? And they proceeded to present us with... I don't... I don't know what... That's not an award. They presented us with pens.
1: It's a major award. It's the Patriot Award.
0: The Patriot Award from CNJFO. And... I'm pretty much still stunned and and was like, okay. And it was for supporting them from the very beginning as an organization and supporting them continually since they started. And I was blown away by it because, I mean, I just figured what I did, and what Sean and I did was common sense. They were a bunch of good guys that were trying to make a difference and they started up an organization to actually step up and help us get concealed carry in this state. And by bringing people together, pretty much kind of sort of what we, we're we doing with the diversity shoot, but for a certain cause, you know, for a specific cause.
1: Right. With with a, a specific focus on uh, justifiable need
0: <laughs> and
1: concealed carry. That's, that's really the thing there.
0: And, and I'm like, heck yeah. I mean, you support anyone that does work like that. I'm still kind of, for clumped <laughs> I, I really am <laughs> because wow and and it's it's a beautiful their logo um numbered and notarized that it was given to us by their board members voted on and put in a book so like forever and ever I I have the number two patriot award patriot award number two because number two patriot awards <laughs> but yeah it's, it's just, wow. So thank you, CNJFO, board members. Um, I'm glad I, I, I could help in any way. And thank you. Thank you very much. Um,
1: yeah, me too. I'm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing was surreal to me because... And this may come as a surprise to some people, but I am, I am kind of the the typical extroverted introvert i don't generally try to put myself in a position where i'm the you know star of the show and when i get called up unexpectedly i get really uncomfortable i have no problem if i can prep myself and go okay i gotta get up in front of the room and do this thing and put on the show and ha 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 but something like that it was like i could not shrink myself small enough to get out of that space
0: yeah, and I I'm not even the same in any way. But I'm like, I have okay, I can't process this right now because we have a diversity shoot to do. So I can't let myself like, you know, go too far. But I think I hugged Matt like four times before he got out of the front mm-hmm. of the room. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, Matt may be pregnant. Yeah, pretty much. So uh that was it. That was just amazing to me. Um and um, all right, let me get over that moment, because really, I kind of slid back into it just now. Um, uh, we went ahead and we had uh, NRAILA, Mark, come up and actually spoke to the crowd and, and, and did his short. So he's becoming way more comfortable in his time uh, as NRA, NRAILA grassroots uh, for this area. I mean, he... Just came up, spoke, said what they do, uh, offered his card, gave it to anybody who wants to speak to him, and I think it was pretty cool.
1: And he made it a point to, to go. I get that a lot of people don't like the NRA right now, uh, so if you would like to yell at me about things, you can do that too. I will still give you my phone number. You can call me and tell me you're unhappy with things. I have no problem with that.
0: And I thought so. That- he doesn't. He doesn't
1: want just you know just friends that are going to be super nice like if you have complaints or you need help with something or you have questions he was very good about uh being willing to have those uncomfortable conversations as well
0: yep and i thought that was pretty awesome um who else oh anthony jones came up and speak from my org. And I've been telling people to try to get involved with that organization. What he's doing is putting together like um, video content that looks to destroy the the false narrative of gun owners only being middle-aged white guys that you know just want to stop everybody else from being happy or having civil rights themselves. So Anthony's been putting these videos together and one is posted on the second is for everyone. Um, it's on YouTube, but it's on a channel that says it doesn't have any views. So, pretty much to get there, I think you have to go through our link on the Second is for Everyone page. And it's just, just it's just Second Amendment work that'll take a few minutes out of a normal person's time to go down and videotape and schedule something that you're seeing as different. Below, you turn CNN into liars by coming out and just being seen as an individual and not as the NRA gun owner FUD plaid shirt wearing orange hat having minority hating gun owner that's screaming from my cold dead hands. He's putting a human face on the Second Amendment and firearms owners. So go to mysecond.org and look at the work Anthony's doing and hit him up, Anthony at mysecond.org dot yeah, my second.org and send them an email saying you want to be a part of it. So that's some of the stuff we did at the, at the diversity shoot. I thought it was great. We had a lot of new shooters out. Uh, they shot firearms from 22 long rifle to 50 BMG. Yes, that's right. 50 BMG. Uh, Anthony has a 50 cal Barrett on the range, on the 50 yard indoor range, and you can actually pay to shoot it and get your. Uh, casing and your target and walk off with a big giant bullet hole in the middle. And I didn't even know people were going to do this because I left the room with everyone in ports. And I guess Angelo said they started asking about the 50 cow in port number one and taking pictures of it. And then they were like, how do we get to shoot this? And next thing you know, I'm hearing giant booms coming off the 50 yard range. I'm like. Oh no, it's gonna terrify all the new shooters. So I, you know, put my iPro, Ear Pro, Rush in there, and all the new shooters are lined up behind the fifty cal, mm-hmm. videotaping each other, videotaping each other, sending concussions across the entire room. But it was awesome and they had a great time. So so much you for- had
1: the most hardcore group of newbies ever.
0: Yes. Yes, I did. Never touched a guy all right, go on to the range. We got really cool stuff out there. And next thing you know, they lighten off 50-cal (laughs) rounds. It's ridiculous. Giggling hysterically. And I'm not talking about a bunch of dudes. I think most of the new shooters were women. Mm -hmm. And they didn't come together. They were just women that were like, hey, let's do this and it was amazing, and it was awesome, and this is why I do diversity shoots. This is why I get people together and speaking and talking and hanging out and eating food. Oh, it's not easy. It's not inexpensive, especially if you got Floyd running the booth shooting your 9 millimeter ammo. <laughs> <laughs> not going to bring it up like I'm feeling a certain kind of way, but let's just say Floyd showed up for his time
1: That was good. You got any more?
0: Uh-huh. Floyd showed up and he was going to help. And Floyd, I ain't going to say your last name, Floyd, but you know who you are, <laughs> Floyd. <laughs> he goes, I put him in a boot. I put him in a port. He has his high point. I don't know what else he had, but he had his forty-five caliber high point carbine, and he was going to have people shoot it. I don't know how many people went through, and Floyd came out and said, um, "I'm out of ammo, so I guess I have to come off the line." Well. I was short a person who was supposed to come. I was short of a couple of people, but whatever. So I said, hey, how's this? Here's my high point in the high tower armory, MBS mm, chassis. Let's get you in there. Here is a thousand rounds, <laughs> nearly a thousand rounds of nine millimeter ammo. Okay. So I show him how to run the gun. He runs it a couple of times, so he figures out, you know, how the controls work. And I put him in the booth, and he's just loading mags and loading mags. I'm like, we're going to do this. So I go and do other things, and I come back in, and I see he has ladies shooting the gun and guys shooting the gun. I come back in, and no one's in line, and Floyd's shooting the gun. That's cool. He can shoot it. Go back out. I come back in, and there's, like, barely the bottom of an ammo box covered nine millimeter at the end of the night. Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, there's a pile of brass. that looked like there was a firefight in Fallujah <laughs> in, in front of Floyd's post. Um, I'm like, well, did, did, did ISIS get him or did he fight them all off? Yeah, so. Uh, well, hey, Floyd. Listen,
1: D- Floyd, you did the right thing. Tony did not give you clear instructions.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I learned now. Oh, believe instructions me. Instructions unclear.
1: Shot all Tony's ammo.
0: <laughs> One I know he enjoyed the bullpup chassis. <laughs> um a lot of people got to shoot the gun which is really awesome and that's why I have it. Um it's just freaking funny dude. He burned through a ton of ammo. Uh Thank goodness we only limited 10 round. This is the only time I'll say it. Thank goodness in New Jersey, we're limited to 10 round magazines. He might have stopped shooting just because of finger fatigue. <laughs> 10 <laughs> round magazines, at least 500 rounds of 10 round magazines. I,
1: I, I'm going to defend Floyd because if you were in the same position, I know exactly what you would have done.
0: We're not talking about me. We're talking about my ammo now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: If you were in a port with a bucket of somebody else's ammo, I know exactly what you would have done.
0: How dare you, sir? Floyd, you did nothing wrong. Moving on. You did something horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Moving right along. Uh, just, that, that's what we did. You do anything else? Oh, oh, yeah. And I guess I should talk about what I picked up today. Unless you've got something else going on, Sean.
1: No, no, no. You go first.
0: All right, cool. I I have from Hunting Tactical, I just picked up what they call their Super 66, which is a Marlin 60, I mean, excuse me, Super 60, not Super 66, a Marlin 60 in their HT60 Adjustable Tactical stock. So, yep, just like you think, that's regular old school Marlin Model sixty. But it's in their chassis and it comes directly from them. And but, also- Tony. What's up? Can you have
1: can you have a semi-automatic Rimfire 22 with an adjustable stock in the state of New Jersey?
0: You can unless you go to my FFL. <laughs> <laughs> Who decided Who shall that- not be named? Oh, I'm not gonna name at all. Um who decided just that Jersey law was whatever he made it up to be and that you couldn't have an adjustable stock on any semi-automatic in the state of New Jersey, which is totally incorrect. Uh, This is a tubed tube fed rifle. So thereby it only has, I guess, because it has a fixed
1: magazine.
0: Yes. And as the law is
1: is is currently written, written,
0: As the law is currently written, this is fine. This is good to go. It's exempt from the whole adjustable stock thing because it has a tube magazine.
1: Well, it, yeah, it, it's the wrong starting point because of the yeah. magazine. Because the law yeah. as it stands right now is a semi-automatic rifle with a detachable magazine and any of the following features. Well, since it does not have a detachable magazine, it's just like what we did with the SKS. It's as, long exact- as it still has that fixed magazine, it doesn't fall under, it's not exempt, because it would have to be listed by name for an exemption. Yeah. But it doesn't fall under the assault weapons ban, which is what requires that stock to be pinned otherwise.
0: Yeah, uh, but, you know, um, I'm not going to argue with my FFL, because as he sees it, it's his license on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, he could have Googled it and found out what the truth was, but I'll leave that alone. Luckily, this thing takes a regular AR-15 adjustable stock. That's how it's set up. So that's easy enough to swap out. And that's what I will be doing just so I can make this usable to the largest group of people. You know what I mean? Just more people will be able to shoot this guy. Uh,
1: Great big people can extend the stock all the way and
0: itty bitty people can collapse the stock all the way. Won't that be yeah. nice? It's amazing that you could do this. So that's what I'm doing with this. Um, and yes, it comes with everything. It comes all put together right out of the box to run. It even You can even adjust the angle to the pistol grip. And it comes with his, uh Anyway, I'm going to talk about it fully in gear horror. But I was really excited to pick it up today. And I also got to tactically fondle my CZ uh, P07. Man, does that have a smooth trigger. And it's lightweight, baby. Mm-hmm. All right, what's going on with you, Sean?
1: Uh, I may have released today the Foam Action Yeet Blocks. Yes! Hot new product at Black Bay Resources, thanks to Dan Ingram over at NJ Consumer Furniture, who's got the laser engraver. Uh, and I got the thumbs up <laughs> in a... A resoundingly positive and also inappropriate for a family show comment from the manufacturer, Foam Action Sports Block, when they saw me post it on Instagram. So awesome. that's that's the thing.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> if you got a yeet cannon, you need something to rest it on while you yeet. yeet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's our intro. Uh, we're gonna slide in the legislation. You got everything ready for that, right, Sean? Yupper. All right, we'll be back with legislation. KnifeRights org. Knife Rights is a new sponsor of the Second Is For Everyone podcast. I was introduced to them by Anthony Calandro, owner of Gunfire Range, host of Gunfire Radio, and NRA board member. Anthony introduced us at the. 2019 Annual Meeting, and that's where I learned that Knife Rights is a second amendment rights group that fights bad knife laws around the country. Currently they're fighting New York City's unfair law on gravity knives. Um, They have over 30 pro-knife bills that have been enacted in 21 states, and they have stopped eight anti-knife bills in six states. Visit kniferights.org, check out the Ultimate Steel Spectacular. You can get your membership, and chance to win over $150,000 in prizes. Visit kniferights.org to learn more. Well, episode 66, Geek Cannon, and we're doing legislation. So, Sean, you said you had a couple articles. Um, I'll go ahead and throw this one out because it's done and over with. Uh, New Jersey put out a new smart gun bill that got voted on today. I was just cruising through things and I have no idea how they voted, but I'm sure they passed it. Because New Jersey's horrible. But I haven't been able to find anything on it. But I got the alert from ANJRPC. And I went to their page and I didn't see what happened with the votes today. So I have no other news other than that. And what does it do? Well, partially, it requires gun stores to carry at least one smart gun in their shop. It's a rewrite of a law from 2002 that they wrote before the technology was even developed to come up with this particular smart gun that they're trying to push right now. Um, And it's just ridiculous. It's just really ridiculous because I don't even know how they rewrote it. I heard they were not gonna require every gun in New Jersey to be a smart gun this time in the rewrite of the law. But before, if one smart gun was marketed and available and the Attorney General deemed it be able to be sold in New Jersey, that's the only type of new handgun you'd be able to purchase in New Jersey is that smart gun. So that's what was happening today in legislation in the Garden State. What do you have, Sean, with your articles?
1: Oh, I got a whole bunch. Uh, Do you want to start in Jersey?
0: Why not? Let's start. Let's go. Let's let's
1: go back a couple of days. Uh, Attorney General Grewal sues uh, New New Frontier
0: Frontier. for uh,
1: selling large capacity magazines that violate New Jersey state law. So the short version of this is uh, last year after the new magazine capacity restriction replaced the old magazine capacity restriction. Attorney General Grewal went on a personal vendetta against out of state sellers and had his detectives attempt to purchase magazines online from dealers who may be unaware of New Jersey's unconstitutional laws. They were, according to his uh, press conference the other day, they were able to purchase three 30 round magazines. And have them shipped to New Jersey. So they sent a cease and desist letter. To New Frontier Armory. Uh, and then four months later. Were able to purchase a 15 round magazine. Which was previously legal in New Jersey. But now illegal. Because the new limit is 10 rounds. Uh, one 15 round magazine. One 30 round magazine. And one 100 round magazine. So now he's filing a civil action. Against New Frontier Armory. Because. You know, he just wants to waste more tax dollars on lawsuits against private corporations Um, and since (laughs) a law enforcement officer purchased it aren't law enforcement officers exempt from magazine capacity restriction in New Jersey anyway (gasps) so technically
0: they did nothing wrong how is this specifically they did nothing wrong because the buyers identified themselves as law enforcement yeah I found out that little jewel today and he neglected to say this in his little little press release. So, yeah. In New Jersey, as law enforcement, you can buy greater than whatever our capacity limited, our 10-round magazine capacity is, with permission from your department. Definitely. Uh, like a lot of places ask for that letter from your yeah, department. Yeah, I do.
1: Like if if I have somebody that, that contacts me from out of state and they say, oh, I'm mm-hmm. law enforcement, I'm exempt. I go, yeah, no you can't personally buy those magazines because usually that's for department use only, which means it has to be on department letterhead and signed by your chief.
0: And you have to show ID that you are actually law enforcement. And, and again, I
1: pissed off a lot of cops by doing that. I, I was actually at an event a couple of years ago and had an officer from NYPD uh, approach where I was running a booth and started giving me grief that I couldn't have these things. And he slaps his badge down on my my vendor table and I laughed at him and I went well first of all you're out of your jurisdiction I said and second of all welcome to the commonwealth of Pennsylvania where these are legal he goes oh oh well maybe I should get a few and I go oh oh well since you're a New York police officer I can't sell them to you because (laughs) you can't have them personally and he goes yes I can I said no you can only have them for departmental use I said, so I'm not selling them to you unless you have in your pocket right now on department letterhead a signed letter from your police chief authorizing you to purchase these for department use. Do you have that letter in your pocket? He didn't like that very much.
0: Uh Yeah. You mean the guy that didn't know the law 30 seconds ago now knows the law?
1: Also didn't understand that he was in a completely different state. Mm hmm. And he showed me yeah. his badge and I basically pulled the line from Lord of the Rings. was like, you have no
0: power here. <laughs> nice. That's a line I used yesterday online. You I'm have like, yeah, no, no power doubt. here.
1: That's, that's not how any of this works. So yeah, that's what, that's what attorney general Gerwald is doing. Again, he's got a personal vendetta against not only gun owners in New Jersey, but firearms companies nationwide. Apparently um, the other one that was uh that was a hot button was Thursday, Illinois State Senator raises gun confiscation plan to taunt constituent. So this one is uh, Illinois State Senator Julie Morrison in a hearing <laughs> where someone said uh, one one of the attendees uh, questioned her and said, unless I pay a fine for each firearm and register them, then I get to keep them. So if I get to keep it, I pay a fine and register it. Then how dangerous is it in the first place? And why do I need to pay it at all? Why do you need to try and ban my semi-automatic? Uh, and she responded, well, you you just maybe changed my mind. Maybe we won't have a fine at all. Maybe it'll just be a confiscation and we won't have to worry about paying the fine. So it's a licensing scheme. It's a registration scheme. Uh-huh. Uh, and the gentleman called it a fine instead of a fee because that's really what it is. It's a penalty for exercising your right. And she just went full confiscation. Thought she was Mm -hmm. being a smart aleck. And here it is. Once again, the the slippery slope that Democrats say, no, 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 no. We just want reasonable control. No, you want total confiscation. You want to put an end to private ownership of firearms. Stop with the nonsense.
0: Stop with the nonsense. I, okay. Okay. And And, and I know I said
1: Democrats, but both sides, because we've seen it from both sides. Democrats and Republicans. I shouldn't pin it on one party or the other.
0: Oh, she was a Democrat. I mean, right? She was a Democrat. So you can pin that statement on her. Don't trust politicians. And when you listen to, and it's usually Johnny come lately to the whole thing and says, well, why can't you compromise? That's their overall goal. There is no compromise if someone's
1: goal. There's only today's compromise, and then tomorrow yeah. there will be another compromise, and then the day after that will be more compromise, and they will continue to compromise until you've compromised everything away and you have nothing left.
0: Again, a compromise and, 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 as
1: soon is confiscated. I get pissed off because not only her, but you've got State Senator Loretta Weinberg here in New Jersey who got caught on the hot mic making the confiscate, confiscate, confiscate remark. These people do not respect not only your civil right to own firearms, but your private property rights, your fourth amendment rights. They don't respect any of it. They think you are a
0: subject. And most of you, and most people, your friends and family who aren't, I love this term woke. Don't get it. They think these are perfectly reasonable people. And I'm like, no, they have an agenda, and an agenda is civilian disarmament. Everything else they can be perfectly reasonable about, a.k.a. bought off. Like, you can buy their opinion on everything else, but this is a goal. And it's not just with Democrats. It's with Republicans, especially in states like New Jersey, where a Republican here in any other state will be called a Democrat. Right. It's like you don't understand politics because it's so distasteful. They make it so annoying. They make it so just something that an honest person wouldn't want to deal with. But you try to add your values to what they do, and and that's not how it works. That's not how it works. They have a goal to disarm civilians in this country. And if you don't believe me, let's just take a little time in a time machine and go back to where it was and all these compromises that got pro-gun people absolutely nothing. Um, 1920s, you can get a belt fed sent to you in the mail, belt fed machine gun, water cooled and everything. You can get suppressors sent to you in the mail. You can order a Tommy gun in the mail and have it drop off at your house. It was in Sears and robot catalogs, okay? So you could have fully automatic weapons sent to your home and it's not on anyone's list.
1: Oh, and by the way, they didn't even have serial numbers yet.
0: Yeah, serial they didn't have not a thing. The only re- reason you had a serial number on a firearm was because it was issued in the military. That was it. Because I had to know my rifle from his rifle. Outside of that, no. So, that's where we were. Now, what as a pro-gunner did I get in that compromise? And you can go with every firearms bill from the 1920s till now, nothing. We receive nothing in return except having our rights more and more restricted, doing more paperwork, paying more fees and fines, and having people look further into what you do. That's their goal. Sometimes I feel like I'm preaching to the choir and sometimes what I try to do is give you fodder to talk to someone who is an anti-gun person and who's repeating everything they hear on CNN at least you can have some facts and some other arguments that you may not have thought of to hurl back at them. That's what I hope this part does. And also I want you guys to actually become politically active. And that's why we tell you what's going on in different States. What else you got, Sean?
1: All right. My third and final one, uh, a, let me get this here, Oregon state Senator, Brian Boquist, uh, a Republican was responding to, Democratic Governor Kate Brown's ultimatum that she would call state police to round up legislators who are threatening a second walkout intended to block a greenhouse bill, greenhouse gas emissions bill. Uh, she said she would notify state police and have them forcibly brought back. So Boquist responds uh, that the state troopers had better be bachelors and heavily armed. Here's here's oh. the original quote. If you send the state state police to get me, hell is coming to visit you personally. And he clarified later by saying, send bachelors and come heavily armed. Uh, he when, when he was accused of making a thinly veiled threat, he said it wasn't thinly veiled. Uh, and he will refuse at all costs to, quote, be arrested as a political prisoner in Oregon, period. So, wow. uh, background <laughs> on Senator Boquist, U.S. Army veteran, owned an ammunition company, and has ties to the Central Intelligence Agency and private military companies. Here's another fun quote from him. I have been in military coup attempts. I have been held hostage overseas. I have been jailed politically overseas. Um, uh, yeah, this dude ain't scared of your nonsense.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um... <laughs> when it comes to gra- there's grandstanding, and then there's just you know standing tall. Um, my man put it out there. Now, how bad do you want this? How bad do you want this? Because I know the state police probably in the back playing paper rock scissors. So you gonna call out? <laughs> yeah, I got I got soccer kids soccer practice that day. I can't make the boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do we? Do we want to talk about the Boogaloo down in Texas?
0: Well, you, uh, you want to slip into the book? Where you want to slip into the Boogaloo? You want to do a Boogaloo? Because I'm pretty light in my ta- training concepts. You want to do a Boogaloo and training concepts and tie all I, together? I think there's
1: plenty to discuss in training concepts regarding Mr. Boogaloo. All
0: right, all right. So let me throw something out there. It's a little uh, good news, uh, kind of sorta. If you guys follow Yankee Marshall on YouTube, whether you love him or hate him. If you follow Yankee Marshall, he is definitely a dude that puts his money where his mouth is when it comes to the Second Amendment and uh, growing the Second Amendment and legislation. So what he did, right now, uh, Bill 1639 in Washington State is one of those Bloomberg-sponsored bills that when it gets picked up and passes the sniff test in Washington State, they're going to push it in 15 other states. So right now, there's a couple of organizations that are suing over this bill in court. And of course they need money to sue. So they set up um, a GoFundMe, the 1639 Legal Defense Fund. Yankee Marshall came on yesterday on YouTube and reached out to all gun owners and said, hey, gun owners, uh, you need to be part of this no matter where you live because this is gonna be pushed in 15 states and it's not stopping here in Washington. I put up $500 and I challenge every YouTuber that owns a gun gun channel, over 300,000 people To put up $500, too. And he asked his audience to get out there and actually harass YouTubers that didn't put money up. And asked them to put whatever they could afford up. Well, today it uh, it was $50,000. And today it's up to $46,000 in a 24-hour period. Has been raised on GoFundMe. Awesome. Congratulations, all gun people that donated. You can get in on this. Again, you can go to GoFundMe and type in 1639 Legal Defense Fund, and money can be donated there. And, um, hey, listen, if if they've reached their goals and you're still on GoFundMe and want to donate to a Second Amendment organization or Second Amendment fund, uh, you can donate to the Cheeseman, what, Cheeseman Gillard Fund. Mm-hmm. And what, what they're doing is suing the state of New Jersey for uh concealed carry permits. they are taking them to courts, all courts. If they can get to the Supreme court, they'll do it. They need money too. So type in Cheeseman, Gallard. Is it Gallard or Gillard? I I'm wish not I sure,
1: happened. but it's G I L L A R D.
0: Yep. Type that in and donate there. If, if Yankee Marshalls fund is packed full, and you go, well, they reach their goal. Help these guys reach their goal because it costs thousands of dollars. And the cool part is this. Whatever you donate to them, CNJFO matches that donation, I think, on a yearly basis, don't they? Or a couple <laughs> of times a year. They match whatever you donate to this case. Because, again, CNJFO, they're out there for concealed carry. That's their entire purpose is to get rid of the justifiable need clause in New Jersey for you to carry concealed, and that's what this lawsuit's about. So see how everything is cyclical in this conversation? It brings it right back to local Second Amendment groups getting things done. All right, that was it for our legislation. Let's jump into the mad minute next. Hey, welcome back, episode 66, Yeet Cannon of the <laughs> Yeet Cannon. That's so st- anyway, we're going into the bad venue. Hating on the NRA seems to be a new sport on lot. It really does. Now I'll go ahead and be upfront with you. I am an NRA member. I'm a NRA certified instructor, firearms instructor, and I'm an NRA recruiter. I have my own problems with the way the n r a is running things, and I think they could really put um, more effort in the recruitment of the non stereotypical gun owner well, to get the n r a to listen to me i uh, I actually talk to uh board members of the n r a almost on a regular uh, on a regular basis, and I'm part of trying to make that change because I think that's really important and the only way you can change organizations from the inside. But if you don't like the NRA, hey, that's fine with me, but you know, you should really join another group and actually be part of the Second Amendment movement. Some of the biggest loud mouths online aren't even members of any group, and that's my problem. It's all the big mouths that regurgitate stuff they hear continually and show no works themselves. They don't do anything, they don't go to rallies, They don't vote. They don't join Second Amendment groups. They do nothing but repeat negativity and bullcrap so they can play Me Too online. Well, I'm not impressed with that. How's this? The battle, as we continue to tell you, is on a state level. So join a Second Amendment group, a local Second Amendment group. I hear a bunch of people telling you to join other groups on a national level. Guess what? Those groups might not ever have lawsuits in your area, or fight for rights in your city or, or state. So join your state organization that will fight for or, uh, for for your state. NRA is huge. NRA fights in most states. NRA still fights in New York. NRA fights in New Jersey. You know, where a lot of you guys call slave states and you should give up hope and move while the NRA is at these places and they're fighting. They're actually doing work. But if you don't want to be a part of them, great. Join your Second Amendment groups. Get some work done. But if you're not in a group, if you've never been a member of a group, if you don't send your money to a group, then you're nothing but a loudmouth jerk, and you should really just shut up. I hope I hurt your feelings. Joining a Second Amendment group in your state is actually doing something. Now, paying your membership is a great thing, but actually Paying a membership and then going out and joining those groups, doing things like fundraisers or making people aware of things or actually working with them to get legislation passed, that's putting in work. That's being a two-way heavy lifter. That's actually participating. Jumping on a bandwagon online is doing absolutely nothing. So while you're thinking about trash, actually, no, jumping on the bandwagon online is doing something. It's joining your allies, Bloomberg and Moms Demand, in trying to destroy the oldest Second Amendment group in the country, the oldest and the largest Second Amendment group in the country, because that's what you're doing. You're allying yourself with them. So, again, if you don't like the NRA, just don't post anything about it. Post the work you're doing with your local group. In New Jersey, again, ANJRPC, CNJFO, these are groups in the state that put in work. Your state has them, too. Don't talk about it. Be about it. What do you got to say, Sean?
1: Uh, Work can come in a lot of different forms. I'm just going to leave it at that. You got to figure out what work you can do, what your skills are, how you can help the cause. And that's what you got to do.
0: No, that's um, weird, way too vague because they think helping the cause is trash in the NRA. we got to make the NRA change. They suck. They're horrible. Don't join them. Don't give them your money. Okay, what What? Do, what should we do?
1: No, that's that's not doing something. That's specifically yeah. telling people not to do something. Yeah. Negatives are not positives. So I don't think there's any confusion there. It's got to be more than posting memes. Right there, you go. Yep, it's got to be more than posting memes. It's got to be more than bashing somebody. Um, but there's a lot of ways, and and whether it's community organizing, uh, you know, raising awareness in whatever format you do that, I think that counts. If Working it's a phone if tree. it's genuine,
0: yeah. Working a phone tree. Uh, I saw people do that during uh, what was it? What was that? Because Francis was part of that, too.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think that was prior to the presidential election.
0: Yeah, they were calling people, uh, trying to make them actively aware. They were registering people uh, to vote. I mean, just, dude, do something. Figure it out and do something. Because, hey, as cheapy, cheaperson as I am, everything I do isn't about donating money. Like Sunday, I'm volunteering to help kids shoot. You know what I mean? That's just another thing. With CNJFO, <laughs> do something. Figure out what you can do. Figure out what your limits are. But just posting on uh, posting memes—it's not putting in work. Sorry, again, it's not—it's not adding positives. Anyway, that was a mad minute. Gonna come back. With Gear
2: Horror.
0: Welcome back, episode 66, Yeet Cannon. Well, I got my very own Yeet Cannon today. It's the uh, Hunting Tactical Super 60 Custom Marlin Model 60 Semi Automatic 22 Rifle. I. Uh, Went to their page just to run some stuff past you. And the very first thing I see is the weight of this is nine pounds. And I'm like, on what planet? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not a nine pound rifle. This is like a seven pound rifle. Um, it's pretty cool. This is a chassis system. It has uh, their logo, which really looks like International Harvester a little bit, uh, on the sides, on the receiver. It's a polymer frame. It Man, has. that
1: is a country statement.
0: What? Yeah, they use international Their logo harvester. It kind of looks like the
1: one from International Harvester.
0: Like they don't, it's international harvester. That's worldwide. That's what I said. International harvester. That's worldwide. So uh the famous company. Whatever, Jersey born. <laughs> <laughs> Food comes from the grocery store. Duh. So I never said that. I'm from Jersey. Food comes from the grocery store. What's a tractor? It's what's on the now, turnpike. Let me help
1: you out with another wine analogy.
0: <laughs> so anyway, this is a Model 60. If you grew up with one, you know what it is. Well, this is a chassis system to make your Model 60 the coolest model 60 out there. It had it, it uses a um, chassis that uh, lets you utilize an AR 15 adjustable stock. And the pistol grip itself is their own and it is adjustable. So you can, it looks like you can adjust the angle to this puppy. <clears throat> so you can actually adjust the angle to the pistol grip. It has Picatinny rails on a end. That allows you to put lights on or anything else on you want to. It also gives you the option, if you want, to have a side-folding stock adapter. Then, hey, guess what, Sean? What? If this takes a side-folding stock adapter, guess what I can put the Law Tactical AR Folding Adapter on?
1: (laughs) Hmm. I wonder if it will work with the Matador Arm Sidewinder Folding Adapter.
0: Uh Uh-huh should work with the matador arm side folding adapter too. Uh, so what they say in there to add work is we've taken the model 60 to the next level. And I can agree with that. It gives it more options. It allows you to do more things with it because I have a Glenfield 60, which is of course, I think the Sears and robot version of this because they, they used to do that back in the day. Um, and it's length of pull is too long for pe- smaller stature people. And since I'm teaching a kid's class, this is gonna be too long for them. That's gonna be too long for them, Well, Luckily, Hunting Tactical sent me actually one of their conversion kits, so I'm able to put that particular rifle into a chassis kit too, so I can adjust the length for anybody. Let me see. Oh, and the cool part though, when you buy it like this as the Super 60, is they replace the seven pound factory trigger with a four pound trigger from DI Products. So they actually have their own straight trigger in here, and it looks pretty cool. And it has a trigger stop, so after it goes click, uh, the tr- it has a screw in there that stops the trigger from going any further back. So I can't wait to put rounds through this thing. It is a pretty gun. Uh, It's 36.25 inches long with the stock totally collapsed and it reaches out to 39 and a quarter inches with it fully extended. And it's a regular model 60, you know, 14 shot tubular magazine, semi-auto, side ejecting, uh, 19 inch barrel. Oh, and they extended the cocking handle on the side. I think they came up their own cocking handle on the side that looks really cool. And it has spiral cuts in it and everything. I mean, this is a handsome rifle with what they did with it. I can't wait to take pictures of it and uh, shoot the snack out of it and show you guys what it looks like. Let me see to do that flat base. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking
1: at it online. This thing is pretty, pretty slick. Uh, and according to what I'm looking at, adjustable pistol grip.
0: Yep. Adjustable pistol re- grip. Really interesting. Because I was I was looking at it right, and I'm like, okay, why is the stock on this one curved downward? And that's so you can use the iron sights. It doesn't. Ha- I was like, man, it doesn't have Picatinny rail on the top. But well, what it does have is a Weaver rail. Oh, I think that's what it is, right? The slotted Weaver rail. Mm-hmm. Weaver rail that you can clamp onto this on the top. So you can put a red dot on the top, and then just do a and, and instead of having a curve on it like my particular rifle does is mimics the curve in a normal wooden stock. You can just straighten it up and make it straight and you can use that red dot. And now when I, that's what I'm gonna do because when I teach kids to shoot, I can just teach them to shoot using a red dot. So all I really have to do is put red dot on target and trigger manipulation. If they want, because this is a one day fun event for them and you know, positivity they start nailing the little bullseyes, they're really gonna be happy and keep up and do this. If they become frustrated because they can't hit a target because I'm trying to teach them front, you know, sight alignment, it just takes longer. This is gonna be a lot of fun for the kids. I can't wait to get out here and use this firearm. And I'd like to thank Hunting Tactical for uh, providing it for me. They did send this out free of charge I'll go ahead and tell you, but the chassis system doesn't cost a lot of money. There you go. Yeah, here we even,
1: go. Even the whole kit. If you wanted to get the whole kit, like let's say you have your own Marlin already, the whole kit's two hundred and sixty. Hmm. Just oh, the stock that's... itself, right? You're looking at just no, the stock.
0: No, that's the two. Yeah, that's the clone. That's the um, Super sixty, which includes the trigger and everything. Right. It's 260, but if you just get the stock itself, it's 150. Right. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, they're including the trigger and, and the charging and all those things in that mm-hmm. kit.
0: Yeah. I, I just think it's it's pretty cool that the company sent this to me. They know the work I do with the diversity shoot and they know I help train kids. And they were like, this is Jersey legal. This will work great for your purposes. So, i really like to thank them for sending this out. I'm going to shoot it and be honest with you and let you know how it works. But it looks pretty cool. It's lightweight. It looks like it's going to serve the purpose I need it to. If it lets me down, I'll call them and let them know what didn't work. And um, I'll get to you guys. But kind of impressed with the thing.
1: Yeah, and here at the top, free shipping on all orders over $99. So if you're ordering even just the stock, you're getting free shipping on it.
0: This is pretty cool. Yeah, I just went on to just make sure I didn't miss anything. You know, like, um, oh, wow. Improved cross, cross bolt safety. Wow. It's not that much bigger, I don't think. I'll have to compare it. The other one's, of course, locked up. This one I just took out the box because I walked in the house with it a couple hours ago. That's the only reason it's still out. I can't wait to get it to the range and get some rounds through it. Sadly, I have—I don't even know when I can do it. I might have to do it before the uh, event. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to clean it and get out there because I have a dinner arrangement Friday night, so I can't even go to the range like I would usually do. So, guys, anyway, this is the Super 60 from, uh, from Hunting Tactical. Check it out. Go online. Check out their website. Of course, huntingtactical.com. If you have one of the old old guns, hey, cool. Uh, you can add one of these kits to it. And truthfully, these guns are inexpensive. I mean, you can find them for under 100 bucks. Because I found a couple for under 100 bucks. The Glenfield, really inexpensive. And it's the exact same thing as the Marlin, except the wood is different. <clears throat> the stock was made out of a less expensive wood than the Marlins. I think that's the only thing. You can Google it if you want to check it out. But, I mean, at Tanner's and in, in PA, these things are like $69, $79. And it's a, it's a good 22 to get. It's a very accurate 22 to get. And then when you throw one of these kits on it, it just becomes even cooler. And the thing I really like about things like this it's as a big FU to New Jersey because it's 100% legal, even under their ridiculous laws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even the FFLs don't know it's legal. No, you can't have it. No, I can. And FU, Jersey. <laughs> Last week's show. Call back. All right, guys. Really, thank you for listening to this, Gear Horror. I'm uh, really excited about this. I hope you can hear it in my voice. And I'll let you know on next week's show if it kicks butt like I hope it will. All right, we'll be back after word from our sponsors. High Point Firearms are a hot topic in the firearms community. Loyal owners of their product are rabid, and the easiest way to get comments on your YouTube videos, online articles, or social media is to talk about a High Point. I've owned a High Point JCP Forty Smith and Wesson pistol for years. I believe. High Point is the best new handgun value in its price range. High Point has sent me their 9mm carbines and they run like sewing machines with every ammunition I've tried in them. Well, except that bad batch of Russian steel case ammo that didn't work with any gun I put them in. High Point firearms are produced in America by people that give you a solid value for your money. Visit HighPointFirearms.com Tell them thank you for supporting the 2nd Is For Everyone diversity shoot and the 2nd Is For Everyone podcast. Welcome to episode 66 of the 2nd Is For Everyone podcast entitled Yeet Cannon. That's right. (laughs) It's the Yeet Cannon episode. And in gun culture this week, guess what we're going to be talking about? Yeet cannons. That's right. All right, some of you guys are like, what the heck is he talking about? It just makes no sense.
1: Listen, it's not going to make any more sense when we're done explaining it.
0: <clears throat> so, <clears throat> let me get my <clears throat> best Paul Harvey voice and, um, and get all classic. <clears throat> Here we go. What had happened was, High Point Firearms has a new pistol. <clears throat> it's going to replace their C9 9mm handgun. They made a big splash at the Shot show in February of this year because they totally redesigned their 9mm pistol, and it doesn't look like something, a, a badly drawn handgun. You know what I mean? Because that's what their pistols look like. It's like if you told a 7-year-old to draw a gun. So this, this new firearm is much more streamlined. It has a threaded barrel. It has um, a double stack magazine. It holds 10 rounds. It just looks a lot better. And it also, on the stock version, you don't have to add anything to it. It will take a, a red dot. Like all of that's going to be included. So the industry was really excited because for a company like High Point that makes quality firearms just in, in, in a low price range, This was innovative. So now they're going to name it. So they went to social media and they said, hey guys, pick a name for our new handgun. Now again, C9 is their 9mm handgun. JCP40 is their 40 caliber handgun. So they just put it out there. Pick it. Now, in comes a video from Vine from 2014 with the Yeet Dance Then the Yeet Cannon, so somebody said Yeet Cannon 9, the YC9, and the internet went bonkers. Now, We Like Shooting put WLS9, and that was like 300 people signed and said they want that. 200 and something people said Yeet Cannon. And then the more people that saw Yeet Cannon, the more nuts they went until it became a internet, phenomenon. It's all over the social media that they should name this thing Yeet Cannon 9. So High Point put out a list of the top 10 names that people recommended and Yeet Cannon 9, YC9, was not on that list. And the internet lost their ever-loving mind. To the point other companies jumped on the bandwagon. HK Heckler & Coke said, if you name it Yeet Cannon 9, we'll name one of ours Yeet Cannon. Um, and then Sean has a list of other Yeet Cannon companies that went out Dude, this,
1: this goes on and on and on, and I'm, I'm still looking at them now and finding more. Um, and the other thing that's hysterical when you start searching it is you find like conversations and forums going, what the heck is this about? Um so the other the other part of this is that um, one of the other the other terms that's being thrown around uh, we've talked about fuds right hunters that don't understand modern sporting firearms tactical gear stuff like that and tend to tolerate gun control stuff the other one that's come out recently is uh, boomer referring yeah. to the baby boomer generation who doesn't get any of the the younger culture and stuff like that. And it's become another derogatory term just kind of for old people that don't get it. Um, and there's, there's been pushback on the yeet thing because of that, well, if, you, if you're if you not down with the yeet cannon, you're just a boomer. Um, but yeah, Aero precision really jumped into this with both feet. They bought yeet which I think is brilliant right? I think for $3, they probably registered that domain name, redirects their website. This morning they had two. Now they have three different yeet cannon lowers available. Uh, their AR 15 yeet cannon, their M4 E1 yeet cannon, which is like their enhanced AR lower. And now the M5, which is their 308 lower in yeet cannon options. Uh, let me open this up. Fire selectors are no
0: yeet, yeet, and yeet. <laughs> nice. <laughs> now, again, High Point was like, this is nuts. Why would we name something that's a slang term that's only popular right now?
1: Right. But here, and here it is. Here's the description. The yeet cannon lower receiver fills a deep void left in the heart of the industry features a custom YC-15 model designation and unique YC-15 serial number range. So, like, they get the joke. And in in one of the threads I was looking at earlier, Angelo sent it to me. They responded. (laughs) Arrow says, yeah, it's dumb. And we're going to laugh all the way to the bank.
0: Uh Uh-huh. So I contacted High Point because I do that. And I was like, hey, guys, roll with it. I was like, just roll with it. What the heck? I was like, you can just make a summer of 2019 edition called the Yeet Cannon and then pick whatever the secondary name that people want. And that's something that you can use for the next 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what it really comes down to. I mean,
1: And you and I talked about this. The bottom line is everybody with a laser engraver or a Cerakote business is going to take those high points and convert them into Yeet Cannons anyway.
0: Yeah, so why not get in the It's just
1: artwork. Give them what they want, upcharge them a little bit, and take that money. Like, say yes to your customers. Um, So Palmetto State Armory came out with two AR Yeet Cannon lowers, uh, one in 5.56, the other in 9mm, so they have a pistol caliber carbine Yeet Cannon. Uh, And they went with a pictogram lower where uh, safe is hands up, fire his hands down with this little character <laughs> and then uh, full auto as a dab. Uh, Sky Firearms dropped a CPX Yeet Cannon 9mm slide this morning available oh in, in black or stainless finish. Uh, that's 75 bucks. At the time of recording. Uh, this is direct replacement for your CPX-1 or CPX-2 model handguns. Available in black nitride or natural stainless finish. Yeet or be yeeted.
0: Get <laughs> again. High point. Leading the frigging way in the industry. You can say what you want. <laughs> this is all because of them. And, yeah. and by the way, speaking of someone who put up memes. Yes, I posted the meme the other day. That pointed out the hypocrisy of the gun community itself, because all the gun owners for years, I'd die before I owned the high point.
2: Mm-hmm. Now
0: they're screaming, "If you name it, yeet cannon, I'll buy two so I can dual wield yeet cannons." Very same people. Very same. Well, people.
1: listen, it, and not for nothing, High Point addressed a lot of the issues people have with uh, with their products in this new generation pistol. Mm -hmm. so
0: I think think this new generation pistol, uh, it should work. I mean, they have years of work behind them, and there was no pressure to rush these out, so they just worked on it. You know what I mean? There was no, oh no, we got to get this out before shot show. Nobody knows. Nobody's looking for innovation from high point. Now, I'll go ahead and say their stuff works, Hopefully, these new magazines work better than their regular mags that sometimes it's hit or miss whether you get a good one or not. And I look hey, forward to Speaking of checking magazines, out. Mm-hmm. if
1: you're going to build your Yeet Cannon with a, an Arrow Precision or a Palmetto State Armory Lower and it's in the 5.56 five, uh, frame, we'll call it, <laughs> yeah. you can go over to a Men Two Magazines and get your <laughs> Yeet Mag Nice. The Amentu 30 round magazine is a sturdy, reliable 5.56 by 45 NATO AR15 M4, M16 magazine made of special advanced polymer material, blah, 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 blah. Yeet Mag Special Edition. Laser engraved logo on one side of the magazine. Excuse me. On one side of the manic eyes. Really? So uh, if, if you're listening, Amentu. <laughs> you you might want to proofread your page.
0: Hey, fellas, how's this? You all yeeted out, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got your gun. You got your gun. Whatever it is, you got your handgun. It's got yeet on it. You got the holster because somebody put a holster out. It says yeet cannon. So right. you got the holster. It says yeet cannon. You got your rifle that says Yeet Cannon. You got your pistol that says Yeet Cannon. Yo, why don't you slide on over to Cold Steel and pick up your Yeet Cleaver 9 that Cole Steel has.
1: <laughs> you know, I looked for it on their website and I couldn't find it. Are you looking at it?
0: I am looking at it on their Instagram. And when I went to their website, Cold Steel website is nothing to even talk about. I mean, it's just pretty nothing.
1: Yeah, they're Yeet Cleaver.
0: Yes, right. A Yeet Cleaver. Trying to find this. New 2019 lineup? Would it be there?
1: I have no idea. And that's why I did not include them because I I couldn't find the actual product on their website. These are all products I actually have hands-on, right, as far as their websites go. There's a listing there. Now, the lowers are pre-order only. They're six- to eight-week. Delivery time from both Aero and Palmetto. So it's a pre order. Uh, Sky, it looks like they're doing these to order, but I don't think there's any lead time on them like that.
0: Now, for me, because people go, well, why, why did you tell us about the Cold Steel thing? Because I'm sure if Cold Steel has enough people that want a yeet cleaver, they will make a yeet cleaver. Yeah. It's a meat. It's a meat cleaver with the word yeet cleaver on it.
1: Dude, it's it's literally the exact same meat cleaver they sell out of their kitchen series. And they just maybe photoshopped it, maybe laser engraved it, but that's all they're going to do really is laser engrave that existing product. And now you got one. Cool. Fun times.
2: Last but not
1: least, you can go to blackbagresources.com and order your foam action yeet block so you can stabilize your geek cannon at the range
0: <laughs> I wish I could say hey that's not true but you know what why the heck not so dude we may as well your, have fun with it why not just have fun dudes I continually say everything about firearms it doesn't have to be about self-defense my cold dead hands or fighting the government just have some fun with it. Now go pick up your foam action yeet block <laughs> and make it happen. Yeet or be yeeted.
2: <laughs>
1: and I love I love all the other memes that are coming out, like the the mosquito fogger, and they're like Deet Cannon. Nice. You know the, the picture fun. of the, the combine on the farm. It might be an international harvester. <laughs> you with the wouldn't shoot, know. With the you shoot and th- it says wheat cannon. Nice.
0: Where have you been?
1: It's it's a little place you might have heard of called the Internet.
0: Mm, I told the Internet to go home. It was drunk.
1: <laughs>
0: Yo, they're 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 cleavers for sixty nine dollars online.
1: Yeah, that's their MSRP. It's going to come in considerably less than that. Yeah, we're yeah. we're talking about cold steel here. They oh yeah. yeah, on their website it's always full MSRP. Street price will be considerably less. <laughs>
0: with with the new uh, with the new butcher show that's on television now. I don't know if anybody saw it, but you know, cleavers might be a thing now that are selling. <laughs> You and I said it years ago, dude, the more menial the job, the more the more uh, artisan the job, the more people want to emulate it when they see it on television. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I want to be a forged in fire. I want to be a blacksmith. Really? Since when? Since I saw this television show. What do you do for a this TV First. show made it look awesome. They did uh-huh. a lot of quick cuts and some video
1: editing and they put some cool music to it. And I don't understand that it's 16 hours of swinging a hammer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, saw this TV show. Uh, yeah, it, it's a bunch of cool guys working on the back of a garbage truck, man. They tell jokes and they find really cool stuff in the trash. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> man, you people believe anything if you edit it right. Yep. Uh, all right, now uh, that's that's our gun culture. Just talking about the eat cannon and how sometimes funny the industry can be. Everything doesn't have to be so serious. Just seriously, go and buy just your- have fun with it. Like, why just the have- heck not? Yeah, I mean, what's what's the fighting this thing for? That's uh, just stupid. Oh yeah, someone called me a boomer and told me to to shut the heck up. And they didn't use heck. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, first, not a boomer. I'm a Gen Xer. Google something. And two, <laughs> I don't listen to children. And all he had to freaking do was laugh. But I'm like, yeah, dude. Sorry. Fortnite. Not gonna be in- yeah. <laughs> I've gotten older. Sorry. I remember before there were video games, Chief. You actually had to have muscle mass and be able to be coordinated and catch balls and stuff. <laughs> that said, in that's it. the house. That's not right. true.
1: That's not true. You had that little water filled thing that you push the button and the rings went up and you tried to land the rings on the monkey's hands. Nobody That was the precursor to video games.
0: Nobody Everybody played, played
1: that. with that for seven seconds, got pissed off and never touched it again.
0: Uh uh-uh, uh, not where I'm from.
1: Just looked at it angrily and hoped the water dried out.
0: I didn't even. I, I watched it as a kid, and went, that doesn't even look like fun. <laughs> we, we 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 actually had guns, so why would I be playing with water and a monkey? <laughs> let's go shoot something <laughs> again. Didn't grow up in Jersey, right? <laughs> it's like, hey, you got to twenty-two? Yeah, let's go shoot beer cans. <laughs> All right, that's the end of gun culture. Next, get ready for the boogaloo training concept. Yeah, were
1: you were nine, like, oh, we got to go shoot these beer cans. Guess we're gonna have to drink them first.
0: <laughs> hey, when I was nine, you could actually go buy alcohol at the store. <laughs> you go ahead, country. Uh mm-hmm. huh. Welcome to episode 66 of the Second is for Everyone podcast. Geek Cannon, we're going into training concepts, where we talk about the almost boogaloo that went down in Dallas, Texas.
1: No oh. boogaloo for you.
0: No boogaloo for you. I can't great-
1: boogaloo Not yet.
0: <laughs> what are you guys talking about? This whole show just doesn't seem to be in English. I, I can see Armin's email now. <laughs> um, Sunday, I think it was Sunday. No, it was Monday. Monday, a loser attempted to shoot up the courthouse in Dallas, Texas. He showed up in all of his four ten gear. It's like five eleven, but cheaper, and ah, with his DPMS Oracle AR fifteen that obviously he tried to strip down the clean and couldn't figure out how to put the handguards back on, so he used duct tape to hold the handguards on the front of his <laughs> rifle.
1: Dude, I loved when I pointed that out to you, and you are like, no, no way. Oh,
0: my God. Uh, yeah, the guy was, just like <laughs> most of these shooters, a loser. He was a loser, and everybody's goofed on him the entire week. And the two big stories in the firearms community is Yeet Cannon and the Boogaloo that wasn't.
1: (laughs) Congratulations, dude. The only thing drawing heat away from you is the High Point Yeet Cannon.
0: Yeah. And and thank you, guy, because you are half of all the current hits on my Instagram. (laughs) One is the meme about you, and the other is the meme about High Point. This guy decided he was going to shoot up the courthouse and didn't even make it in the face. He got, yeah, somebody blasted him with a yeet cannon (laughs) through the door. He did not get into (laughs) the building. He came around (laughs) dressed. I don't even, he didn't even have a balaclava on. He had a ski mask on and it looked like it was a full, it was like the kind of ski mask where your entire face is out and he pulled the bottom up under his glasses
1: just everything was wrong.
0: All right. We're starting at his head. He had, he had this, this ski mask on, ill-fitting ski mask. He had on, was that a green jump? No, it wasn't a jumpsuit. It, it was green BDU, like old school SWAT, olive drab BDU. Um, Like, think Gomer Powell, USMC. I'm sorry. Are we going to skip those glasses? Well, he had some giant friggin' serial killer glasses on. Like, they weren't. He
1: had had the frames I got in like '94 when the doctor first told me I needed
0: glasses. And I was like, uh, what? You know, you know, all those eyeglasses places that claim they have $69 frames. Yeah, that was it.
1: The $69 frame? Yeah, that's it. That's it.
0: So he had those. He had on, um, again, the knockoff uh, BDUs, Battle Dress uniform, the green top and the green bottom. And then he had on some kind of combat vest, which. It, it looked I, like law
1: enforcement style soft armor from it really looked like, some foreign country. Like, it's, it it's like not. Yeah.
0: If you were just getting into airsoft and nobody warned you to not buy Chinese knockoff. Airsoft gear, that's what he looked like. With all the straps undone and flapping in the wind. He had the audacity to have a hundred and first airborne patch on his shoulder on top of it. Which is Yes. Yes. Where where is not where any patch goes in the hundred and first airborne. It it was on top of his shoulder by his ear.
1: Like up on Uh, his traps.
0: Yeah, up on his traps. I doubt if that wow. guy had traps. Then he had... Or where uh, his
1: traps would be if he ever did a shrug.
0: He had some kind of load-bearing belt.
1: Yeah, it was like a belt and suspender combo over the vest.
0: With, with hex bags in
1: them. Yeah. yeah, I'll be honest. I spotted a hex bag. I spotted a Mentu mags. And I spotted what looked like the garbage surplus mags you get from the army Navy store.
0: And I don't think they were all pointing in the same direction.
1: No, they were all over the place. They were all over the place in mag pouches without the lids on a yeah. belt that had never been sized. So it was like hanging off him. And he, I guess he expected the suspenders to correct that. And I'm like, D- you- 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 yeah,
0: it's not how any of that works. Um, He had his shoes bloused. He had his pants bloused at the top of his boots, but they weren't. And his boots were only, they weren't wrapped around the top. Like when you put on combat boots, you try to get rid of all excess string. So when you tie it, it's just tight and doesn't become untied when you're in the field and you trip over it and break your neck. His were just flapping in the wind. You know, he tied it as if mommy showed him how to have the rabbit run around the tree and through the hole and back out. And it was a big, giant, beautiful bow that was Mm -hmm. swinging all over the place. Oh, and I think the strap on his sling either came loose or was just huge. So I want to say it was
1: detached and just hanging. So I don't know if he had released it and was running around like that.
0: there, it, it leaves so many questions about like what the heck and, did you think you were doing? And one more thing, the optic, because he had no iron sights on it because it's a DPMX Oracle, a right. four hundred dollar AR fifteen, which is it's fine, except you know, you took it to the Boogaloo and it has optic <laughs> optic on it that that I've just I i, I had one like Was that. It NC <laughs> I it, it looked NC Star ish. Now, why yeah. are we goofing on all this guy's gear?
1: Because. When we ought to be goofing on so
0: many other things. Yeah. But go ahead. I'm goofing on his gear. I mean, he was a coward, but he's, he's an active shooter. Most of them are cowards. But I'm talking about the gear. reason I'm goofing on the gear is because a lot of people out there have gear like that and have never done anything in it or with it. To find the failure points, because if they put it all on and go to the range and do something, they'll probably be laughed at. Or they take themselves out and shoot in their backyard and think they're on 100%. And it's like, no, take formal training. Find out what to order before you spend your money. Or when you show up for your CCW class, just like that guy, and yes, many people do, someone will talk to you you'll learn, you might be a little embarrassed, but most people are real civil in those situations. They walk up to you and have a conversation. If it's not the guy that's running the class, probably some of the students in the class, maybe the range owner, somebody will go, hey, you know that gear you got, where'd you get it, stuff like that. You know they got better gear because this is this and this, and and you'll get an education usually if you show up at training and get involved and you'll find out what works and what doesn't work. You won't just outfit yourself with everything that's on the clearance rack at the online store and you take advantage that it's free shipping because that's what that whole mess looked like. You don't know what you don't know. And the last thing you wanna do is think you have some quality gear And you turn out to look like a hot soup sandwich like this guy did during some kind of emergency that you're trying to take care of you and yours and all your gear fails because you never bothered either getting the training class taking a training class or even working your gear in an environment somewhat like what you plan on using it in how's that sean did that bring a racket back around to our own philosophy about getting training and learning.
1: Yeah. It's still a weird thing that we're, we're putting ourselves in this guy's shoes to that extent. Right. Um, But I guess because in addition to, well, let's start with the fact that he's the only person who died from this. Right. So Uh as far as most of us are concerned, that's a happy ending when the bad guy is the only one who gets hurt. That's a good day. Yep. We prefer nothing happened. But if something bad is going to happen, we like the fact that he did not manage to hurt anybody else and he was stopped immediately. Right. So good news there. And at that point, I think the morbid sense of humor kicks in and it's a coping mechanism. So, yeah, we're going to have a little fun at his expense. But for some reason, we're looking at it like. I, I guess because that, what? that okay, weight I'm is not. lifted, now we can be humorous about it. And for some yeah. reason, we're looking to, at this, like the guy who, the goofball who shows up for the class not knowing anything, right? That's not what this guy was. He bought a bunch no. of stuff with the intention of doing harm and tried to go do harm. And it's laughable because he was so stupid, he couldn't even do that. Oh, yeah. Like, like you are such a low-grade failure that you couldn't even be a scumbag, right?
0: Yeah. He was a fail, but what I wanted to do was not only goof on the guy and all of his stuff, but just bring it back around to how we can actually identify or use this as a teachable moment for us in the industry. It's like, hey, Everybody buys bad equipment every now and again. Don't make all your equipment be bad. And one of the ways of avoiding getting bad equipment is actually talk with, work with, and shoot with other people and look and see what they own. See why they got it. You don't have to learn every lesson the hard way. You can actually learn from others' mistakes. So, yeah, if if you come to the range with me, I'll tell you the mistakes I made with certain equipment and why not. Why I don't think you should buy that particular piece of equipment. And Sean has another list of equipment that maybe you shouldn't purchase. And so and so. And just the more people you meet, the more you'll learn. Why? What's funny,
1: man? Uh, that list is getting longer and longer by the day.
0: As you get more and more experience, you, you, you start to find out. Like, I changed my mind about a lot of things um, as I got more trigger time, as I spent more time doing it. Um, or even just
1: having conversations, right? And I think... Like, if we go back a couple episodes, you kind of went, well, a lower receiver is a lower receiver. And I went, well, actually, it's not. And I Uh think
0: you changed your opinion during that episode. (laughs) The more you learn, the more you freaking know. And um, I'm like, what's the difference between lower receivers? And you broke it down and told me. So why would I dismiss that? I mean, just because I thought it the one time? I'm not going to hold on to that. (laughs) It's called education, dude. Right. And it doesn't have to cost you anything. Sometimes you just listen. Like this podcast. Not costing you a dime. But it could if you want to be a patron on Patreon.
1: I knew it was coming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Uh, we're going to be out of here. Uh, oh, and the Boogaloo reference. Hey, dude. A lot of people just calling that, what, shootouts and just anything.
1: It's too- it's kind of the, the Boogaloo is... is, is- think of like Tia Twacky and, and those kind of things but with a specific uh, anti-government spin on it.
0: I mean, it, the, it's bo- like the zombie the apocalypse. Boogaloo is when
1: you're, yeah, zombie apocalypse, end of the world as we know it, and overthrowing the government.
0: Yeah. Just a bunch of silliness all packed into one, and it, it and this is the episode it should be in, the yeet right. camp- Episode. And,
1: and again, that's why it's called the Boogaloo because it's a laughable concept to some degree.
0: But all right. Well, we'll be back with the shout outs in episode 66. Yeet cannon. <laughs> Have you ever gone to order something online and realized? you need clarification on what product would work best for you. If you wanted to start being more prepared for life emergencies, like self-defense, medical emergencies, or preparedness, most online stores are no help whatsoever. Either they specialize in only one category or they attempt to sell you their most expensive gear. That's why Sean started Black Bag Resources. He was determined to be better than your typical online stores. He uses the gear he sells. He can guide you to make the best gear choices for you in your price range. He's also a firearms instructor. I've deemed him the world's greatest firearms instructor in the world. (laughs) Sean wants to instruct students from the beginning shooter to students that want to develop their skills to a higher level. If you're building your first rifle, organizing your go bag, or developing your martial skills, Black Bag Resources should be on your go-to list. Visit BlackBagResources.com. Hey, hey. Episode 66. Geek Cannon. We're in the shout-outs. Who? Yeah. <laughs> Who do I do a shout-out to during the Yeet Cannon episode?
1: Um, Well, I just think it's funny because I got clips this morning. My brother was sending me stuff on Snapchat of him, like, getting teary-eyed from when we were talking about him in the last episode. So I (laughs) I guess I should shout-out my little brother Jimmy again and go, yes, I'm very proud of you, that you're, you're woke and active in the community and doing great things like carrying concealed down in Florida. And uh, now you need more training. Take more classes, bro.
0: Yeah, Jimmy. I mean, I, I was actually going to goof on Sean um, right now because I'm like, hey, why, why don't you do a really cool thing and call your freaking brother on the phone and stop using my podcast to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> hey Dude. Jimmy, Jimmy, you want to send you want to send a review in? Do a review and you know tell Sean to say hi to your Dad. <laughs> the Two A Forty podcast is pretty good. Can you guys say hi to Dad, Mister Chief? <laughs> <laughs> Which is great because I know he doesn't listen. He's a boomer. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you guys tell Dad, Mister Chief? Love you, Dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> threw me off my game. Yeah. Uh, yeah bad out. mouth my family. Now you're going to find a snake at some point. Whatever, man. Your mom needs to leave me alone. She's dead. Stop messing with me. Uh, <laughs> seriously, when you die, you should really stop messing with me. Shout out this week for me going to High Point Firearms for yet again turning the industry on its ear for a company that everyone wants to dismiss. Yet somehow you have multiple companies in on your naming of a nine millimeter high point.
1: High point. Your influence is undeniable in the firearms
0: industry. I so love it because it can't be denied now. No one can say, oh, no, they, well, yes, they do. Cause we've been talking about it for a week. With <laughs> From your humble beginnings
1: to your minor upgrades, you have set the internet and the industry on fire.
0: So I just think it's to you, High Point Firearms. It's yes, to you, High Point Firearms guy. Real <laughs> man of genius. <laughs> but it is great. And I know the guys at High Point and they laugh at all this stuff and, and it's just hilarious. It's taking on a life of its own. It's an American company. I told somebody today, I was like, you do know the first American company to actually sell a striker-fired handgun in in the wake of, you know, Glock turning America on his ear was High Point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, what? Yeah. So before... Tony, what was the first
1: polymer-framed American-made handgun?
0: High Point. Oh... So I guess this tradition of innovation goes back a little bit, don't it?
1: Who has an industry-leading
0: lifetime warranty on their guns? High Point. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, I got one. Because you always forget this one. Seventh largest firearms manufacturer in America. Iberia. High Point's parent company. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what else they make all I was going to say was high point but I'm like they say for a reason Iberia group which right. is I have no idea what else they make I know under that umbrella is um, Ithaca shot, Ithaca, uh, yeah. Ithaca so they have the shotguns they have the M1 carbines they have the modified M1 carbines but yes they are the 7th largest manufacturer they of were, firearms in Ithaca.
1: Ithaca does a line of 1911s too don't they
0: I don't remember seeing the Ithaca 1911 when I was over at the high point booth. I feel like that's the thing might be, but anyway, yeah, my shout out is to American company that gets goofed on a lot, but they're a solid performer in a lot of different areas. And right now they're just all over social media. And again, they're sponsors of ours. So I, I don't make any doubt about it. I call them on the phone and I know who I'm talking to and, I have a close relationship with the company. And I hope they make a bunch of money off this Jeep Cannon thing. <laughs> and? <laughs> and I hope they send me one for free. Right There it is. <laughs> oh, let me explain something. I hope every company out there sends me something for free. But guess what? When they send me something for free, show up at a diversity shoot or a Minuteman Challenge and you'll be shooting it too. Unless you flow it. <laughs> I knew <that> was t- <laughs> Floyd got to bring his own ammo
1: You had your turn, Floyd You don't get to shoot this now
0: Mm-hmm. Floyd was shoving his hand in and out of my ammo can so much He got knuckle dents in the side <laughs> Slow, down, not- <laughs> Slow down, kid Slow down, kid all right, so that was a shout out to High Point and all those guys. And I hope uh, some of them hear the show and appreciate the silliness that's going on right now. All right, if you enjoyed the show and you want to help us grow, you can donate at gofundme to a 4 e That really helps us with the diversity shoot and the expenses of running the podcast and everything we do. If you want to donate directly to the podcast and get her done and help the boogaloo continue, you can become a patron at patreon.com. Type in two A four E podcast. And five dollars and above gets you in on really cool drawings. I'm really working on something because I want to be able to give people something every week we do this show. If um, you're a boomer,
1: have your grandson help you log onto the internet.
0: If you're a boomer, just don't even ask questions. Just just give your kid the phone or grandkid the phone and tell them, I I, I want to hear this podcast through the phone, however that happens, and they'll do it for you. Um, Because we can be, fo- be found on Stitcher, we can be found on iTunes, we can be found all over the place. Uh, Spotify. Fill out a review. Let us know what you think of our show. Heck, <laughs> Even go to 1022clothing.us and buy a shirt and let us know what you think. What's 1022 clothing.us? Well, it's like 511, but twice as big. Uh, we have t shirts that actually go up to 6x. And that's a link to our t shirt guide, BCG cl- uh BCG Wear. So don't get freaked out if you type in 1022 clothing.us and it goes. It's called a it
1: redirect. It's okay.
0: It's okay. It's not a Russian bots. Like when you go to
1: yeetcannon.com, it takes you back to Arrow. You'll be all right.
0: You'll be okay. It had nothing to do with Russian bots or Hillary Clinton. You'll be all right. <laughs> so uh, that's, you can go and go fund me and help us out. You can go on patreon.com and help us out there. You can buy a t shirt and help us out. You can even go to blackbagresources.com and whatever you purchase, if you type 2A4E in the coupon code, that thing you purchase will be brought to the next diversity shoot and somebody will walk out the doorway. So, there's a lot of last week. Yes, sir. What did we do last week?
1: Uh, Oh, I'm remiss. I don't have his name in front of me. Gentleman from California donated three Black Bag Resources patches and a container of tetragun cleaning wipes.
0: Yep, and we gave that away. Thank you very much. And Armin Varjabidian actually donated some of those um, card slash knife slash multi-tool, little flat things that you can put in your wallet, those those flat multi-tools. He actually donated a bunch of those and we gave them out. So thank you, Armin for being awesome and donating to the cause. So, okay, guys, that's it. It was a wonderful show. We had a whole lot of fun. I hope I was not monotony <laughs> and you enjoyed the show. Man, this is nothing but a show of callbacks. Thank you, Jameson. I have a memory <clears throat> when I'm buzzed. It's like a medical oh, treatment. It is. It's medicinal. It's medicinal Jameson Irish whiskey. Alright, guys. Struggling for
1: medicinal purposes.
0: <laughs> Get us out of here, Sean. You, you, Felicia. <laughs>